Hello, everyone. Friends, um, of course, on behalf of our parish and our school, uh, we wish you, um, all of you, uh, a very Merry Christmas. And um, to all those who have been standing with us during this whole pandemic and have adjusted as necessary, I love you for not giving up and for being patient. <laughs> My friends who are visiting us, we, are wel we welcome you here and we wish you a blessed Christmas. We hope you find uh, not only our church and our parish, but our neighborhood uh, welcoming and loving towards you. And um, certainly uh, the message is God loves all of you and we are all God's family. And as I opened with, um, it was with great joy and I was overwhelmed to see the pews filled again. Uh, my friends, um, we are trained uh, in the seminary that on Christmas, uh, go easy on everyone. They said, think milk, not meat. Uh, and, uh, but uh, you've been away a long time, some, because of the pandemic. And uh, so, my friends, I was up at 4 o'clock this morning, and thanks to modern technology and the DVR, I was able to watch shows. And one of the shows that I just kind of latched on to lately is this one called Holmes Family Rescue, and it really is about a father and son who are uh, contractors, and they, um, they find folks who have had, I will say, misfortunes uh, done to their home, uh, particularly when it was supposed to be renovated, and uh, these, this father and son team, they step in, they use their talent to restore the person or the family's home and to bring about the original beauty, in my words, not theirs, but of that home that they are working on. And I was watching it at four in the morning, um, knowing that I would have to write a homily. And um, I thought, well, you know what? Isn't this what the incarnation is about? When I think about it, right? This is why God became man, took on flesh. God saw our humanity and uh, he had lovingly created each of us with such dignity and majesty. And he made us in his own image. That is why I say he made us with great dignity and majesty. And then came sin. And it began to disfigure humanity and distort humanity and disorient humanity and degraded humanity. So God became incarnate, as we say, flesh, to reverse this process, to repair, to renovate, and to rebuild what sin had destroyed. Christmas, with all of its beauty and majesty, celebrates not only the miraculous events in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago, but also carries a promise for you and I of what can be for us now. Perhaps we can see in our world, all the nations of the world, our nation, our communities, our families, ourselves, have become like one of those homes that I watch in that series where they come to fix. It has seen decline, maybe, and all sorts of things that have not been so good for us, for our families, for our nation, for the world, to say the least. Christ came to rebuild 
and to restore us to our relationship. Many times Christians get it wrong about how they see God and what He has been doing and what He continues to do. You see, God was not so much angered or even disappointed by humanity and its poor decisions as He was heartbroken by them. So when someone's heart is broken, they love. So He sent His Son to save us to reclaim what was lost, to renovate from within, from the heart. That's where oftentimes the world gets it wrong in many Christians. He transforms us from within first, from our hearts, our minds. The season of Christmas is especially beloved because it binds together the human race in so many ways that uh, this pandemic and the craziness of politics has destroyed and separated us. All the hymns that are generations old that we've been listening to, all the decorating of homes and the trees, but most evident by the many who light their homes up. I went driving around and to see, oh, how amazing. How did they do all that? How did they get out the but all the homes filled with light. And the theme for our uh, environment this year was light. We have 30, th 36 candles lit outside, inside, at the altar. Um, but people that don't know each other, that hold to different creeds, and they come together at this Christmas event, and we see the unity when we look through the neighborhoods and see the lights. It reminds us Christ is the real light in any darkness. There are the themes of family and friends, visitations and forgiveness and faith and union with God and peace. Christmas carries the promise for each that new life, a different life, is always within our grasp if we are willing to reach out and receive it. It's a gift from God, His love. God's gracious and generous gift of love. You don't earn it. It's a gift. My friends, Christmas means that God has endowed our life with purpose and with reason for being here and despite what the world would like to say, we are not just some happenstance specks of cosmic dust just happen to be blown onto the earth. Christmas means we can know restoration and unity with God, a presence deeper and greater than any other force that is around us. All of this is not in some far-off future, but possible now, for us now. When will this creation of His be restored fully and final? I don't know. I don't know. I study the Scriptures, but it says we won't know. What do we know then? Well, we know that it can begin to take root even now, this evening, in our hearts and in our lives today. My friends, uh, another element of the Christmas season that binds us together is um, 
that of the Christmas stable. You saw me uh, to your right is our creche or our stable. And uh, we have Jesus in the manger, as the scriptures tell us. But my friends, the newer translation and the real translation uh, of the word manger is not manger. It's feed box. Some folks don't like that translation because it's crude. Uh, but it reminds us that that hewn-out cave where the animals were was, in fact, crude. The manger uh, is, in fact, a feed box. Admittedly, it is difficult to find poetry for the word feed box. It is more melodious, Debbie, to sing <laughs> away in the manger. Can you imagine? Away in the feed box. <laughs> People will be like, Father needs a vacation if he's going to sing that hymn. And yet, the message of the manger is a powerful one for us. The signs mentioned by the angels to the shepherd is not just that a baby would be in swaddling cloths. They did that to all babies, then and today. They still wrap them tight, keep them warm, keep them from wiggling away, I suppose. It was not swaddling cloths, but the manger that was the sign. We go back and read, they said it twice. Only one baby was put into the feed box, Jesus of Nazareth. That was to be the sign, not to mention a foreshadowing of who he is and what he would do for us. Just as Jesus transformed the stable into a place of light and peace and hope, Jesus can do the same for each one of us. He can turn our old house, if you will, our life that may have uh, become wearied into a beautiful spiritual structure. That's why he came. He can transform the disrepair, the damage, the disorientation of our life into something beautiful and remarkable. That is the promise of Christianity. That is the promise symbolized by the manger scene. This is the promise of the first Christmas, of every Christmas, of this Christmas of 2021. To the baptized, I say, renew your life now in the church. Stay away no more. Come. Restore your connection with Christ. To the Catholics, restore your sacramental life in the church we are each given only one life to live, the scripture says. Jesus came to return the majesty and dignity, purpose and grace given to each one of us so long ago, given when we were baptized. And my friends, what Jesus restores and makes beautiful lasts forever. On this Christmas Eve, God the Father gave us the most perfect and precious gift of love and life, his only begotten one, Jesus of Nazareth. The word made flesh, the word who entered into our human time and space and enters into our hearts. Everything would be different from this point on 
in the person of Jesus Christ, the very nature of God, the very nature of man is united. God and humanity reconciled and united. The Father does this so that we can be more than we think we can be. More than what we are and what the world tells you you are. Even with all of our enlightened reason and the light of faith, we, amongst other things, are enabled to do the things that are holy and good and righteous. To be holy just as your Father, my Father, and Jesus' Father is holy and good and loving. And so you see Jesus did not come to just give his divine life and not just be made of flesh, but rather to be, in fact, to come and help us to be children of God. This is the point of the Christmas event. Jesus Christ is the link between humanity and God. At Christmas, the fullness of grace and truth come upon us and upon this earth. God was more brokenhearted, as I said, over our sins than he was put off by it. He was so brokenhearted over it that he sent his only son to pay the debt for it so that God and sinner could be reconciled. And love made manifest Jesus Christ drew near, even though we by choice have been far away. And again, Jesus Christ comes and is the link between us and the Father. With God, we become truly great. With God, we become truly free. With God, we become truly holy. I pray you will reflect on the true meaning of Christmas, the incarnation which represents one of the most beautiful aspects of our Christian faith. I pray you will fully understand how much you are loved by God. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. May you experience peace and joy and love and God's embrace, his gift this night and throughout all of Christmas tide. And now, my friends, it is my tradition, if you have not found the perfect gift and Amazon is closed, <laughs> finally, here are some suggestions. The gift of forgiveness to one who has caused you hurt the gift of charity and tolerance to the person who just pushes all the wrong buttons with you. The gift of attention to someone who has been so lonely. The gift of genuine warmth and love to family and friend alike and to all who you will encounter. The gift of peace to everyone. And the gift of respect to yourself. Merry Christmas and a blessed new year to you. Amen? Amen. Was that milk? <laughs> Don't come to 10, because they're going to get meat. <laughs> so my friends, um, we've done everything we can uh, to uh, inspire that sense of light and peace. And in the end, um, before our school went on vacation, I asked the children, whose birthday is it? Whose birthday is it? And they said, Jesus, and I said, how old is he? <laughs> One of the children said, I don't know. 
And I said, 20, well, I said, well, he stopped when he was 33, you know, when he went back to the Father. But uh, if he was still on earth, he'd be 2,021 years old. And that's kind of hard to put, you know, uh, in our terms. Um, And then I also asked, who has the tradition of having a birthday cake for Jesus? Because it's his birthday, right, kids? Whose birthday is it? Is it Jesus' birthday, right? He's supposed to have a birthday cake, right? You get a birthday cake, don't you? Do you? So who remembered Jesus on his birthday with a birthday cake? Did you? You got a birthday cake? You got a birthday cake for Jesus? Now there's over 400 people here. <laughs> did, anyone, did people get a birthday cake for Jesus? Did, did you get a birthday cake for Jesus? No? Do you not? Are you on a gluten-free diet? Is that what that's all about? <laughs> did you guys get a birthday cake for Jesus? Did you get a birthday cake for Jesus? No? Why? Gluten-free diet? Yeah, I'm going to help you out. Gluten-free diet. Just say gluten-free diet. Did you get a birthday cake? Did you get a birthday cake for Jesus? You're you're making a birthday cake. Chocolate? Chocolate. Chocolate. No, I don't know that Jesus likes chocolate cake, but I'm just saying chocolate. Chocolate, maybe. Chocolate. And now, I know people are outside. Hi, guys, down there. Hello, how are you? How everyone? How are you? I didn't want to ignore you guys out here. Hi. <laughs> birthday cake for Jesus? Who got the birthday cake for Jesus? You were in trouble. <laughs> Did you get a birthday cake for Jesus? Okay, Mom, bring bow tie with you. Come on. Come on. We're coming into the church for a little bit. Come on. Come on in. Yep. Come on, you too, because you got sparkly shoes. Do you know how I got my sparkly shoes? Someone sent me a Christmas card and didn't send it, and they filled it with glitter. And when I opened it, it flew everywhere, and it flew on my shoes. Come on. Everyone should have a birthday cake, including Jesus. Now, I don't know if he wants chocolate or vanilla, and I don't know how you're going to get 2,021 candles on a cake, but... But I think you can. What kind of cake do you think he would like? Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate? Hmm. I'm going to help mom out. She's not going to have to make one because we have one. What does it say? Happy birthday, Jesus. Do you like chocolate? I think so. There you go. Now mom can just focus on you guys and not have to worry about making a cake for Jesus, huh? Amen. Enjoy that. You can't eat it until after Mass. No eating it before Mass. And you got to sing happy birthday to Jesus. Yes. Uh, amen. <laughs> I do have sparkly shoes, by the way. And your friends, uh, everyone will get a gift. It is our tradition, as it is with many parishes, to give a book away. And uh, this Christmas we have um, Chris Stefaniak. You can see him on EWTN, on YouTube, and he's really practical. Uh, husband, father, uh, and strong relationship with Christ. And he 
tells us how to go about doing that. And this book talks about joy in this time where so many people have such great anxieties. And uh, he talks about it is a choice to have joy always, no matter what's going on in your life, you choose it. And then he goes on to explain how his relationship with Christ has allowed that and empowered him to be joyful in all things. So uh, we ask that you take a book with you, a gift from, our, from the parish. You'll find them outside as you leave. If you need to take two, go right ahead. Take it for someone. Usually I say take one for the atheist because... <laughs> what? God loves everybody. Uh, but, but it's a book uh, about joy. Uh, how Everyone would want to read that, right? My friends, again, on behalf of our parish and our school, we wish you a, a very, very blessed Christmas. My friends, if you're looking for community and family, you found it. We gather around Jesus Christ as family, as a community of, of family members, as a community of faith. So if you're searching for that, the church is for you then. And uh, uh, to the Roman Catholics who uh, have been away, please don't stay away any longer. Come. Uh, to those who are of other denominations, go back to your house. Of, go back if you've been away. Go and worship. You're welcome here also. You're always welcome uh, in our house uh, for sure. But I'm encouraging everyone to, to return to their places of worship. Um, stand tall and firm in all things. Have faith and hope and love in all things. Amen?